Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode here at Nerd Herder. Uh, we're in the Nerdyverse series. We're finishing up our long journey through the Batmans. Uh, finally, it feels like we've been on this journey for quite a while, uh, talking to a lot of bats and a lot of men. Um, there were nipples involved, but we're okay. And uh, here we are now at the culmination of it all. We began this leading up to the release of The Batman. Uh, and it has been released. We have seen it with our eye holes, and we have loved it with our heart holes. Uh, and so, yes, what a journey we have ahead of us. I'm J-Dub, with I'm, me as always. I'm Vengeance. <laughs> is, is Vengeance Boop. I'm vengeance uh, Boop is vi feeling very vengeful and emo you today. You don't understand me. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. So just... Right. We, yeah. And just leave them to be in their room as they lie on the floor with Kurt Cobain playing loudly in the background. Um, yeah, it's uh, been quite a journey. Um, I, I've enjoyed how much highs, uh, very little lows, just a lot very of positivity and fun uh, in this series. I don't know if you have any fond memories of the journey to Batmanhood. Listen, man, there was a lot of nipples. <laughs> like, so many nipples, so much talking. We're, we're very stuck on the nipples. Um, and you know what? We're, we're better for it. You we acknowledge the bat nipple. You grow to accept. We are we are all better for it. So, uh, and fun fact, um, Robert Bat Battinson. He he did legally change his name, by the way. Um, we were talking just the other day. He was upside down. We were having some coffee, and uh, he he mentioned that he also mentioned that uh, he apparently screen tested in his audition in the Val Kilmer suit. Really? Uh, so Bat Battinson did get his bat nipples uh, at did. one point, but. Uh, he should have kept them. I was going to say, the cowards at WB, man, they, they took it away from him. But, you know, you can't have everything all at once. We got Zoe Kravitz, so we can't be exactly <laughs> too disappointed did. with everything that we got. We did get Zoe Kravitz. Um, and just up top, want to, as we have been recently, remind you all that there is a wonderful little fan initiative going on called the Amidala Initiative. Uh, you can check the description for uh, links to their social media where uh, you can check out 77 other podcasts and creators who are coming together to support Equality Texas, doing all kinds of cool things to uh, generate awareness and funds uh, for this group that helps LGBTQ uh, plus folks, especially trans uh, and youth that are being unfortunately directly targeted by legislation right now in Texas. Also, all kinds of things going on um, down in Florida. And there is an Equality Florida as well that you can check out and, and whatnot. But um, definitely look into it if you can. Um, a lot of money has been raised. A lot of awareness has been had, and it only continues if if we keep that cycle going. So yes. check out the Amidala Initiative and like doing good just to do good is cool. It's um, true. But spread the word if you can. <laughs> yes. Um, if you need one other reason to, there's all kinds of giveaways, all kinds of art and merchandise, all kinds of things. So. Uh, benefit the cause, benefit yourself, however it gets done, but do what you can if you can. Um, and so check out our description for that. That's um, right, 
A reminder, as always, we have Lauren here with us, friend of the show, uh, that you can tune into this live at 9 p.m. every Friday, except next Friday. We're taking a break. Um, It turns out that Batman is too much. Uh, We need to retreat and go uh, visit Liam Neeson in the Alps and just do some soul searching. But we'll be back and we'll have some fun stuff. But uh, if you want to engage live, you can do so. Uh, Otherwise, find us on social media after the fact. Uh, Let's just go ahead and get into it because without further ado we've got a full bat round table we sent up the bat signal and we got kev we got charlie and we got justice we We asked for one batman and we got three we brought the band back together (laughs) we brought the band back together Uh, you you guys have all been with us through the whole journey of this bat chat series um you've been with us through tim burton through schumacher through nolan and now to the big culmination, the Batman. Uh, it seemed only right that we uh, make you fight to the death. Uh, <laughs> but that was vetoed. So we just invited you all. <laughs> Who's the strongest Batman of them all? You cannot send every single friend we have in the Thunderdome. They're going to run out of friends. It, well, that, that is the truth. So uh, in, in, the, in the plan to extend our friendships, uh, we have allowed you to live for now and join us tonight. So, howdy. How are you guys doing? I'm here. Happy. Yeah. Strategic yeah. step. Bat- <laughs> I'll be bat-tastic. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Oh, man. The Robinisms have been severely missing in all of these films we've talked about, for sure. Right. Um, right. I... <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Holy I mean, I expected them through the Schumacher stuff, but, you know. I... Right. Like well, that's Justice. Been... Justice. You know, disappointed me in that. You know, <laughs> you know what? Who needs Robin? We got the Boop Wonder right there. We've got the right. Boop Boy right. Wonder with us uh, as well, and I guess that makes me the Riddler. I'm very um, <laughs> you know, I'm okay with my fate. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm relinquished to it at this point. Uh, I'm just happy to be here. I know that much. Um, and uh, obviously, a big thank you to you guys. You've been with us for quite a journey. Um, and, and certainly it's been a lot of fun. Um, we're not very well known for, uh, our non Star Wars stuff, uh, for sure. But to spend so much time with a non Star Wars series and have so much fun with it has been a nice little refresher. And, and hopefully, um, everyone tuning in has enjoyed, uh, the conversation, our guests and all that. Uh, cause we, we certainly have, we have definitely enjoyed it and we do have quite a crew with us. It's true. Um, so, all right, now begins the time. We're going to go ahead and say, because it, it should be obvious, but it's 2022. I don't assume. We're talking about the dang movie. We're talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, Stop. spoiler warning. Um, first of all, go see it. Yeah. Seen it yeah what's wrong with you? Yeah. Right. Like, go. This is an amazing film. Like, just, just go see it because we, we aren't going to be holding back at all. Um, and so if you're, if you're looking for a reason to watch it, just watch it. Cause it's the Batman. Bold. Bold. We're, Very we're, starting, bold. we're starting strong. Well, so I, I kind of want to start out with just getting an idea from you all, uh, what your headspace and what your expectations, uh, when this movie was announced, uh, when the cast was announced, obviously, it's been, I don't know if everyone uh, listening realizes what journey this film has been on. Um, it was originally announced back in 2014. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so this has been a while in the making, and it started out uh, at the peak of the Snyderverse DCEU stuff and has evolved clearly. Um, but in, in its modern iteration, with Matt Reeves at the helm, with uh, Robert Pattinson in, in the Batsuit, um, the whole cast, w- when that was announced and, and the trailer was first dropped and everything, where were you all at in terms of expectations for this? Uh, Charlie, because I'm looking at you. Why don't you start <laughs> us off? I was not. I was not looking forward to it. Um, I mean, that's honest. I I was not a big fan of, of Robert Patterson. It just wasn't, you know. Um, and the last, you know, time that we had the new Batman, you know, Ben Affleck. <laughs> I was not a fan of him, so I was not looking forward to it. I was very hesitant to even go watch it when it came out. Mm. But, you know, um, the reviews look good on it, and and the trailers were amazing, and uh, it, it got me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I totally, I, I get that, and I definitely, I appreciate that honesty, because I, I think sometimes it's so easy on the other side when you've been proven wrong to just be like, no, yeah, I was, I was a real fan from the get go and everything. Um, and so uh, it, it's okay. If you weren't initially excited, it's okay. If uh, you had some thoughts at first, because the, the cast was pretty bold for sure. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think, I think reflecting both sides of that, it, it's very good. Um, Kev, what about you? So um, at first, I mean, I, I won't, I'm gonna lie. I was a little disappointed that the uh, original Batman uh, script was scrapped, and I mean, because we had that really awesome test footage of Deathstroke, and um, I'm I make no secret about me being a pretty big fan of Ben Affleck's iteration of Batman. So, I mean, at first, yeah, I was like, oh, that sucks. But um, knowing that Matt Reeves was at the helm, um, it was like, okay, yeah, no, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be fine. And the first trailer was like, oh, okay, this, this yeah. is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just, it felt, it felt unique in the, mm-hmm. in the same way that other films like Logan felt unique. Mm-hmm. Like this wasn't going to be your prototypical comic book movie. And there's nothing wrong with that, but this was going to be something different. And when, I mean, when we when I saw it, there was not a single solitary second in which I was not completely consumed by what I was watching. You know, nothing at any point took me out of it. And it was definitely one of those transcendent experiences where you're watching something that it it has comic book characters, but it does not behave like a comic book movie. And it's special. (laughs) You know, so even though you might be a little disappointed that you didn't get what could have been, you got this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a really interesting example of that. Of I mean, it was a completely different thing mm-hmm. uh, in an original concept. And now it is uh, a very unique and maybe a standard setting kind of film now, mm-hmm. uh, even if you don't have. 10 out of 10 opinions of it or anything like that although i've seen nothing but good reviews yeah. you you can't argue this is going to define movies now for a little yep. while especially comic book movies 
Uh, Justice, what does Justice think of the Batman? Huh? What? <laughs> where, where, where was your heart at on this? Because you you feel and you feel strongly. I love that about you. Um, and so, like th- this being as unique as it was, uh, you were you were one of the ones I was most interested to kind of get an idea of where you sat with this. Oh man! Well, you know, I, I know we talked about it, and maybe even a couple of um, a couple of these episodes, but. You know, my thing is always, can you portray Batman and can you portray Bruce Wayne, which is two totally different things for me. Um, so that was my thing. And yeah, I'm, I'm with Charlie. I was super skeptical um, about uh, uh, Pattinson's ability to be able to do that. And the thing that got me, though, the thing, I mean, it wasn't even the funny thing about it. It wasn't even the um, the preview that had me interested in watching it because I was kind of still skeptical about this version of Batman and, and, and how the preview went. Um, but funnily enough, funnily is the word going to be today. Um, funnily enough, um, Ben Affleck and his surprisingly good job, um, or at least surprisingly very decent job <laughs> in doing Batman and then that Batman version. I thought, oh, well, let me give this thing a try. Let me give this thing a try. Let's go in there without, because I was super with Bill. They said Ben Affleck was playing Batman. I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I don't even know if I want to see it. Watched it. And I was pleasantly surprised. So I was like, okay, let's, you know, I went into this one. Like, okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. You know, let's see what happens. So that's good. That, that, I, I love hearing, not because it aligns in any way with, like me like with the idea that this is going to be good um but just hearing that people change their minds is is such a wonderful thing because it can feel like in today's age that never happens um and so to hear that batfleck kind of changed how you would approach future batmen i mean that that's pretty awesome yeah even a lot of other things too like i've given things other things chances because of you know how that surprised me so yeah yeah. and and that's the important thing is like give it a shot Uh, you know don't necessarily go in hoping it's your next favorite but give it a shot to be at least on the list maybe um i think i think everything uh made with good intention and lovingly deserves a chance that's your shot a shot a chance a chance. A, chance. a chance at a shot. We're going with that one in the heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're absolutely right, though, man. I mean, like, I mean, I, I don't know. The way I go into these things is, I would rather live in a world where this exists exists than live in a world where it doesn't. Right? Mm. And the 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 pleasant thing about the Batman the film is that not only does it exist, it fires on all cylinders and it has literally so much potential Mm. like they if they were laying the foundation they laid that foundation yeah they laid it thick i mean if it is what it is that's great if it goes on and does more even better um Mm -hmm. and i think that's a really good space to kind of live in is we did one really good one and, and I've appreciated Matt Reeves being very upfront and honest. Like that, that was always our intention was make 
a good Batman movie, n- not to make a trilogy, not to make a series or change the fabric of the DCEU. Right. Just wanted to make a good movie. And I, I think that approach definitely uh, formed what what we got and the quality of what we got for sure. Yeah. And in a now, weird way, having what three years mm-hmm. to work on this? Yeah. I mean, that well, hurt. Yeah, because I mean it was originally set for twenty one. He got it in seventeen, finalized in eighteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all together, I, I mean he pumped out a movie in the time that it took Batfleck to fire himself. Basically, yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I, you know, I like, and and that's not a comment necessarily creator to creator, but it's just that it sat on a shelf for so long, uh, and you can tell that it went into the hands of somebody very, very passionate about the character mm-hmm. and uh, the story they wanted to tell. Because I mean, it happened pretty, pretty boldly and pretty fast for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, tune in next week where we're going to have a, a sponsor uh, from Grammarly because apparently I can't talk. <laughs> it's this movie is just so good. Uh, <laughs> that's what we'll say. Uh, Boop Boy Wonder, what did, what did you think before any of this? When, like, yeah. you know, you, you, you like the weird Batmans. I do. I do. I love the weird Batmans. I love weird movies in general. If you've been watching this show long enough, you know that. Um, I feel like my initial reaction to hearing know bat batterson is being cast was oh this movie's gonna piss some people off (laughs) and i love that for for him (laughs) because i i went from being you know one of those i'm not like other girls you know i i hate twilight robert pattinson's the worst actor ever (laughs) to watching the lighthouse and that completely changing my opinion on Robert Pattinson in general and going back and watching his other movies and just being absolutely blown away by his talent. And so that was incredibly exciting, knowing that he can, you know, do the drama. He can be the little emo boy uh, drawing on the floor. Like, that was amazing. And Absolutely. Yeah, and the first trailer won me over completely. Did the boop special of going in with absolutely no expectations, excited to be here. And it worked. It's, it's a good way best. to go. Um, worst it... vampire ever. <laughs> <laughs> Took him 12 years to finally turn into a bat. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> dad jokes galore. It's funny listening back to him. Uh, I watched uh, a few interviews uh, leading up to this episode because um, I kind of wanted to spend some time like with the cast and everything. I had appreciated a lot of uh, the folks involved mm-hmm. in this. I appreciated their work, but I kind of wanted to see them a little bit and hearing him go back and talk. And it's so funny because it's like, you know, this the super emo, ridiculous acting that he did, especially in the first film, yeah. was, was all him. Uh, like he specifically chose, like he's like, Look, I read the book. There's no way not to do this emo if you exactly. want to do it right. And it's just like, I, I, it's bad, but I have an appreciation for it because he's yeah. just like he gets the material at least. I, I feel like at some point we're gonna talk about Twilight just because of how ridiculous it is and just, oof. It's a special yeah. little thing. Um, I, I will say when this was first announced, I was glad if only to finally get a proper shot at Batfleck. Yeah. Um. The one thing that 
although we got a great movie out of the process that it went through, I'll always be a little sad that, you know, Ben didn't get a real shot at it. But uh, at the same time, like hearing him talk about his journey of why he stepped away and everything and just the toll that it took on him, uh, I definitely don't blame him for being like, yeah, I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Um, it, it, it had been quite a working relationship, uh, quite a strain. And it's just an excellent reminder. Actors are people too. They have lives and they deliver these characters and we love those characters to look and act a certain way, but there's people under those characters. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, um, but uh, you know, you mentioned the lighthouse because of where Battenson had come in his career. I like that. That's just his name. I, <laughs> I was instantly sold. Like he, him and Reeves sold me. It was everything else that actually had me pretty skeptical. Um, you know, the Catwoman in the first film, um, Penguin, especially once they were like, oh, it's going to be Colin Farrell in 30 pounds of makeup. Um, <laughs> and then also you're making the first major villain, uh, the Riddler. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's just, it's a lot of choices, but Reeves and Battens are attached. I, like, yep. I have to believe it's going to be <clears throat> mostly good. Oh, yeah. Um, I definitely didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I, everything came about to a 10 for me. Um, I thought it was going to be a mostly good film, but it turned out to be uh, a great film. And one of the things I thought that was interesting about it was that we didn't get an origin story, really, yeah. uh, not in the typical sense of seeing it happen and mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Uh, they pulled a No Way Home there a little bit. Yeah. Um, you don't need it. Like we've, we've seen it so many freaking times. Right, like, exactly. Exactly. We've re we've redone Batman at least every four years or so. Like, yeah, he he's colloquial at this point. I mean, the character's been around for nearly eighty years. Mm -hmm. We know, right? Yeah. We know the sordid details. Give us a good story. And so, and and a part of that story involving uh, Batman that's in his first couple of years of Batmaning, um, and you couple that with an up and coming villain um, who shows up to unravel the corruption that has built Gotham, essentially, um, you get a very epic sort of film noir type movie that just happens to star a guy that dresses like a bat, I think. Yep, yep. Um, what did you think of the sort of idealistic villain uh, and the fact of the Wayne legacy? So instead of getting, um, you know, an origin story in the classic theater scene, we get an origin story of... Uh, you know, the Wayne legacy being kind of dragged through the mud a little bit. That was that was very different. Yeah. Um, Justice, what did you think? Oh man, don't start with me, man. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't ready. That's why I did it. <laughs> Not ready. Stay on your toes. I was, I was, I'm gonna be last. I'm gonna be last. I'm gonna be last. <laughs> no, but uh, man, that was that was that was actually pretty cool. Um, because I like. I, my big thing was I want to see less of the same people and less of the same thing. Kind of like you were talking about. Um, we've seen the origin story a million times. Um, that was my thing with Spider-Man. Like, why, why are you making me three Spider-Mans with the same beginning, you know, whatever. But um, starting at the same place, sorry. But, yeah. you know, that was my thing for Batman. I was like, let's, he, there's so many villains. There are so many different parts of the story. Like, you know, you got Batman, you got his story with Dick Grayson, you got his story with uh tim drake you got a story with jason todd you know you got a story with you know Dwayne, uh Dwayne wayne That's damian wayne, wayne. <laughs> got a story with his son <laughs> <laughs> damian, wayne. Wayne. damian wayne there we go um but 
and and you know, and that don't even talk about all of the villains that you you know have him facing. Uh, but that was I like that man. I like that they um didn't make the Riddler super soft. They kind of went the you know the hush route. You know the uh you know, and I was like, I'm I'm cool with that man. I, I don't want uh. Because Batman is Batman. And then when it comes down to it, you know, it's kind of like the whole Aquaman thing where everybody's like, I don't really like Aquaman. He's, you know, he's, he, you know, he's, he can only do stuff in the water. He can't do anything. Um, but, you know, in the comics, I've had it. I, man, Aquaman was my guy, you know, because there was so many things that he could do that a lot of people, you know, were sleeping on. Same thing with, you know, the Riddler. And yes, he got a lot of riddles or whatever, but he, he's not stupid. You know, he was, you know, smart and creative at the way that he did stuff. It was a whole mind thing. And he played mind games with the person that was considered the world's greatest detective. Mm. You know, so it was like you got that whole um, battle of the wits, you know, type of thing going on, which, again, that was another thing that I wanted to see in the Batman movie was it, them play on um, Bruce Wayne's intelligence and Batman's intelligence and not just, you know, hey, he fights or his parent dies, he's battling this whole thing. Let's right. talk about that detective side. So it really brings that out of it. Yeah, because it, it doesn't just, it's not a let's throw weird and obscure technology at it, right? Yeah. Um, it's actual wit. It's actual gumshoe detective work. Exactly. It, it's, it's, it's good stuff that feels like a normal guy could attain uh if he's motivated enough right um and and i think this movie does well to set up like this is a very single-minded and motivated and and what motivates him changes throughout the film but he is a motivated batman yep uh he's a very motivated uh bruce wayne as well uh kev what about you so um what i really enjoyed about the riddler as a villain is they do this thing where the the premise of their villainy is like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I, I see what you're doing. But they're always just slightly off kilter. You know, it's just slightly that. And Batman is kind of the, the perfect counter to that in the sense that, you know, he's also lost in a way. He's when you see him at the beginning of the movie, he's lost himself in the monster. He's lost himself in mm. the rage. I mean, he's identified himself as an entity of vengeance. And that's his single-minded purpose. And you can you can see from the beginning of the film how that's kind of poisoned him in a in a weird way. It's poisoned his interactions with Alfred. It's poisoned his interactions with the world writ large because he doesn't really know who Bruce Wayne is outside of the cowl. Mm. You know, that's why whenever Bruce Wayne is out in the city on his motorbike, the cowl's in his backpack. He is ready to go at all times. Right. And I like what you said that, I mean, he evolves through the film and it's, it's, I don't know. It, it's just, I don't think we've ever gotten an evolution of Batman in a film that is this well laid out and has such a satisfying arc, mm. you know, it, it's it's it feels to me like the most complete arc of growth that we've seen from a Batman, mm -hmm. you know. So I, everything in this movie is so delicately balanced, and it's like I remember after watching it, I was driving away, and I was like, there were so many ways this could have gone sideways. Mm. <laughs> there were so many yeah. ways, like they were balancing everything on a knife's edge, and they just. I can't get over the fact that they just stuck the landing. Like, 
it, it's impressive. It, yes. it really is. And I mean, Matt Reeves is going to get a lot of credit, but there's a lot of hands at work uh, to bring this to life for sure. And so, absolutely. But, and, and I think that's where it lands, right? Is it's it's a good culmination of people working together uh, to make it work. And a brilliant cast. I mean, oh, yeah. no, nobody in this film isn't carrying their weight. You know mm. what I mean? Like yeah. Even, like even Andy Serkis, who has a limited role, right? He's not in the in the film very much, but every scene he's in, he is maximizing. Yes. Every well, scene. It, it, it almost felt like, um, you know, the scene was dictated by the most important character in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it was constantly a, a trade out. It wasn't always or if, if Batman's on, in, on screen, it's his scene. Yep. No, sometimes it was the Riddlers. Sometimes yeah. it was Alfred's. Sometimes it was the, the Penguins, I guess. There was one was scene. Yes, where it, it was it was his. It belonged all to him. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I, I like I appreciate that because so often what. um not necessarily hurts a story, but definitely kind of makes certain areas flatter than others is when you think that your main character is always the main character in every scene. No. Right. You know, it's the, it's just that they're the main character in the arc, uh, right. not necessarily all moments of the arc. Um, and I will say, I think it does just slightly beat out for me, like you said, that this is such a perfect kind of uh, journey for Batman. Uh, again, I think because Matt Reeves expected to do it in one film. Right. And that's not that he's perfect by the end of it, um, but he definitely wanted a clear A to B scenario. Whereas I think Nolan's, although you know a lot of praise for Batman Begins being an excellent independent Batman film or the beginning of something, yeah. everybody knew it was a beginning of something. Right. And, and I definitely think that dictated, all right, we're going to break him down the way. We need him to be perfectly batman by the end of this movie right uh and and so it is a little accelerated there unlike here where we we've got a bruce that's very damaged goods oh yeah um i I, for the portrayal of grief that that is for the portrayal of how loss can uh uh, affect someone in the longevity i appreciate that so much because you think that i've made peace with it because i allow that situation to motivate me to do good things and yet like you said that led him to get lost in the sauce mm-hmm. he was lost in the bat sauce and so yeah. but, <laughs> and, and but we acknowledge that like the film calls that out like you know alfred especially is there to kind of slap him out of it of just like what are you doing to yourself yeah. oh yeah um, oh yeah and i love that so much um charlie what about you on on the riddler and in his sort of uh presence in the journey and everything well I, so i'm about to say something very controversial Oh, boy. Oh, bring it on. Buckle up. We'll take the clicks. <laughs> As Heath Ledger's Joker was amazing. Yes. But I kind of feel that this villain, the Riddler, is a little bit crazier than Heath Ledger's Joker. I'll give you that. I'll, bu- I'll bite. I'll yeah. bite. At- Paul Dano can do crazy. He has <laughs> will again do crazy he, very well. He did really good. I, I'll say uh, he was one of the ones I was a little skeptical of because he's always been such a comedic relief that mm-hmm. I thought this was going to be a Jim Carrey. 
Yeah, yeah I thought it was going to be too yeah. funny, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and and I say that loving Jim Carrey, I love uh, his outing as Riddler, but that's Jim Carrey's Riddler. That's not yeah. necessarily mm -hmm. the character. Right. And that's blurred for a lot of people. So I was like, oh, no, no. Yeah. Um, no. I, I was a little worried there for a second. But, um, yeah, I mean, trusting the casting, they, he, yeah. he did a phenomenal job. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's it's like Justice said, you know, he brought up Hush, you know, mm -hmm. the Riddler in Hush is terrifying, oh, like yeah. terrifying. And what I what really terrifies me about this Riddler and, you know, spoilers, but the end of the film when you find he's got a following on social media even though it's only 500 followers yeah. but this guy used a tiktok-esque app to spread his message and mm. not only that but like garner actual henchmen like yeah. they used social media mm. to explain henchmen and they all dressed like him and it's it's again it's one of those characters that's so you can understand his motivations you're like all right i got you but you're just you're a little off kilter there but on top of that like the the mirror he thinks he is to batman or like or the or the not the mirror how similar he thinks he is to batman is really scary because you know batman is obviously known around gotham especially the underworld as hey vengeance you know mm -hmm. so that reputation precedes him and the riddler fancies himself also an instrument of vengeance yeah you know yeah. so it's it's literally like what bruce brings up he's like i'm i'm not making a difference well yeah you are just right. in the wrong direction buddy <laughs> yeah if you're not careful um i think justice you and i were talking at one point about how you know every and, and it, not that you and i were having an exclusive conversation i think everybody realizes like every batman villain what makes them so wonderful and special is they are a, a mirror held up to Batman, right? Mm -hmm. um, in one form or fashion, maybe except for the ventriloquist, um, like you're you're looking at it like, oh, if Batman had made one different choice, he might have been this. Might have picked up a puppet. Um, you know, he might have yeah. done that and everything. And and so, mm -hmm. but that said, I don't think in film they've accomplished that. Except yes. maybe with like Bane and Talia, uh, uh, Raz al Talia al Ghul, uh, in uh, Dark Ma Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was a really good example of hey, very similar journeys but different choices. Mm -hmm. Um, but here, you know, very explicitly, like, no, I he had the same sort of influence as the Batman when he put on the mask and. Yeah. Like, I, I love so many of those parallels. That was such an interesting way to take it because that was not what I would think the Riddler would be an instrument of. Yeah, and, hmm. you know, it's pointing out the fact that the only difference between the Riddler and Bruce Wayne is money. Like, yeah. They were both orphans. Yeah. You know, and, 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 but that's the point. And, and we haven't gotten a Riddler like this. No. You know, you know Joker's always been crazy we've just seen different levels, but we've never yeah. seen a Joker. I mean, a, a Riddler like this. We've always seen, you know, like the 66 version Riddler, who's mm -hmm. you know, funny and giddy, just like Jim Carrey. That's, that's the best. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, and, and like you said, that that's one of the elements where he gets to rival, um, you know, and, and not just stack cups. It's, it's very difficult to do, but, um, he does get to rival villains we have seen in the past um, sure. that have seemed like the epitome of chaos. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. in yep. a character. Um, you know, I, I appreciate what they did with the Joker in the Nolan films to say, all right, the way we're going to make him the crazy guy is to make him utterly chaotic. Mm-hmm. And I like here where they do the same thing of, you know, th- this is a kid burning legs off of an ant. This is a kid that uh, has, you know, power by information, power mm-hmm. by uh, awareness of the dark side of Gotham uh, and more dark than, uh, you know, obviously is public because everybody talks about the crime outside, but nobody talks about the politics. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that that's a part of this is, you know, uh, it's about unmasking things, right? We think the real crime is the things that happen on the streets, but really it's the things that happen in the third story office buildings. Yeah, I love um, that. I love that. And, and, and so he fancies himself as that I have the power because I have the knowledge of the real things going on. And I'm going to, I'm going to watch all of that unfold in chaos while also exacting my revenge. Cause he, like you mentioned, he's one of the orphans directly affected by the schemes. Yeah. Right. That was my favorite scene in the was that interrogation scene, I guess you would call it, but like his full backstory of, hey, you know I'm screwed up. This is how I'm screwed up. And this is how your legacy is directly influenced that. Um, Also, just... Not realizing he's actually... I I don't know. How did you guys, before before we move on, how did you read that? Does he know Batman is Bruce Wayne? Or do you think he's completely off? It's it's to me it's kind of allegorical of of his entire arc, right? Like he's he is so close to the truth. He is right there. And it's just like his plan. He succeeds about 98% of his plan succeeds. Like the Batman only foils a little bit of it. You know, he saves some people, but he can't stop it. Mm. Just like the Riddler. He's this close. He's so close to the truth, but he's he still can't see it. You know. So I didn't see it as him knowing the identity that that was good tension though uh incredible because <laughs> like, I, I was like in, in the theater i was like oh does he know does right he yeah you yeah. for real like this like <laughs> exactly um i i will say i i i search uh the gif thing on twitter constantly for specifically the gif where he freaks out in the interrogation no. scene oh because man. his whole thing of this is not how this was supposed to go reminds <laughs> me of literally every star wars fan after the last one i i you know if someone techier and uh more uh legally compromising than me wants to acquire that gift for me uh talk to me talk to me afterwards (laughs) um i i love it and and yeah i i appreciate too that um the origin story uh that we get for bruce and I, i do like um I do like what Lauren mentioned uh, earlier. Uh, again, shout out to our, our live watch crew um, that this was kind of an origin story more for the villains than it was for Batman. Mm-hmm. But I do also like that the quote unquote origins that we get for Batman are all about his legacy, not necessarily that that night, but it it's the grander scheme because it's still that idea of like you think that this one thing defines you, but really there's all this other stuff. There's all this other baggage. Uh, and I like that because we don't really ever deal with like we idealize the the Waynes and 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 clearly so does the character of Bruce Wayne. And that's supposed to be constant motivation. And this is one of the first I'm sure there's comics that 
kind of venture into this, but this is one of the first films that has make, made the choice of, no, we're going to make Bruce choose to be Batman for Bruce's sake, right? right. Like, he's not going to just be motivated by his perfect parents and his perfect childhood that was robbed from him. He's going to be motivated by his choices to do the right thing regardless of his parents and his legacy. I I, right. I love that. Right. And I think um, I'm going to throw this in there real quick. I want to take up no, please. everything. Hit but me. There, <laughs> but there is... Uh, Hit me. <laughs> there is, I think there's a lot of Batman kind of, or Bruce Wayne at least, learning especially in this movie but at some point understand actually understanding the difference the actual difference between him and the villains and and we kind of touched on a little bit earlier about you know it could have been that one thing that you know drove him to the other side mm -hmm. or something um but even at some point i feel like he's seen that himself um and you know that whole code he has like i i, I won't do this or i won't cross these, these specific lines um because that's what makes me different you know than everybody else or whatever because he is he's on that line he's on that fence you know as as a vigilante you know that's kind of how you got to do it but i mean I, I feel like he's seeing that and that's the thing that's driving his code like i can't you know i can't kill because it's gonna i'm gonna be like this or i'm gonna be like that or that's gonna open that door so that's kind of yeah. Well, I, I like that there's a subtle, not too obvious shift, right? Like in the beginning, he just wails on people. Mm -hmm. And then at yeah. another point, he's stopping Selena from killing someone. That's yeah. all you need. That that yeah. shows clearly he has made a choice realizing all that's going on, right? Like, no, I need to consciously make sure I'm not doing that. I'm not going into that that world and that territory. But do you think that that's? I'm gonna ask a question. This for everybody. Do you think that's that my that's... job, Justice? No, <laughs> Take Hit over. Me. Welcome to the show. Now the Justice um, show. <laughs> no, but do you think that has anything that had anything to do? Like y'all, y'all made a comment about um, uh, the progression of him or the things that he was learning throughout the movie. Y'all think that had anything to do with what he learned from you know about his parent or you know about at least his father and what mm. he learned kind of about, you know, Riddler as far as his origin story. Mm -hmm. You think those things kind of added to his maturity, I guess, or his changing uh, uh, as it went forward? Well, sure, because even he realized he had to represent something more than vengeance. He mm -hmm. had to represent hope. He had to give, he had to be an example and not an instrument. Um, because I mean, look at the look at the the contrast, right? The opening scene of the movie is him literally walking out of the shadows and pummeling people. And at the end of the movie, he's in the light, and he's instead of pummeling somebody, he's looking at a child and trying to tell him like it's going to be okay, you know. And again, I know we're praising Robert Pattinson, but he deserves the praise because like any other actor that plays Batman, you are limited with what you can do because of yeah. that cowl and what mm -hmm. he does with just his eyes because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. that that last scene of the movie when he's looking at that kid being pulled away and he's just it, you could see his eyes like it's going to be fine mm -hmm. yeah broke me i was like whoa yeah. whoa 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 i'm feeling i'm feeling <laughs> yeah. and i you saw know. uh someone on twitter saying like if everybody wants batman to have the white eyes like he does in the animated series and in the comics mm. no that would have taken away so much of the character mm. yeah like, he lives in the eyeballs, and that is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I I do think that 
there were choices uh, subtly to create the kind of character that Batman is known for um, by the end of this movie. Um, I hadn't thought about it in the context of what he learns about his dad, though. Like, like I said, I had thought about it in the context of uh, him comparing himself to the Riddler, but I hadn't thought about it, you know, after the revelation that, hey, my dad inadvertently got someone killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, the person that he thought and he held as perfect in his eyes, he found out that, okay, he did some stuff too. Yeah. So now, and looking at all these other villains, you know, is he a little bit more empathetic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, no, I hope that, so. That that's a real that's a really good. I mean, you know, obviously, we're we're all just sharing opinions that, that who knows other than Matt Reeves, and he can say whatever he wants at this point to claim you know uh, you know brilliance, but. I I think that's a really good parallel if you want to read it that way for sure. I agree. I, I, like I think that. I think the empathy, what you said, Justice, empathy is really important because I mean, when we see Bruce at the beginning of the movie, he's just it's the mission, it's all yep. he's got, and he shows very little <laughs> empathy. Like even when Alfred's trying to connect with him, he just shoves him away. Right. You know. So I think I think you make a good point, and I think that's that's a really bold. It's a really bold thing to to give a, a character like Batman such a, a a front and center kind of change in empathy. I think that's I think that's a good read of it. Yeah. Well, and and that's what I really enjoy about this outing as Batman as well is that it deals with, and I think you kind of uh, talked around it, Justice of like like by the end of this movie, I don't think he's perfectly Batman. I I think it highlights what's so important that if you have strong convictions about the right way to do things, you've constantly got to frisk those convictions, right? You're constantly on the edge of either going too far or giving up. Either way, you've you've got to keep reminding yourself why you do what you do and what the right way to do what you do is. That's, That's Batman to me. It's not the perfect Boy Scout. It's the one that constantly wrestles with is this right? Is this worth it? Is it doing anything? You know, and constantly checking himself. Yeah. Am I what I set out to be? Am I doing what I set out to do? If not, do I need to change? Or do I need to hang up the cow? Yeah. Um, that's always going to be more interesting and, and more uh, uh, connective to me, for sure. Yeah. Um, so along the way, we also got some of the other famous rogues. This This, this movie was not shy about... Uh, going in on the cast, right? We didn't just mm-hmm. get the Riddler. Uh, we didn't just get some random thugs. We also saw, got some big names as well with uh, the Penguin and Catwoman. Yes, we did. Um, and so, uh, Charlie, what'd you, what'd you think of uh, Bird and Cat over here and, and, and their take on this film? I, I, I'm, I'll be honest. I really enjoyed the Penguin. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, being a mob boss... And yeah, that's that's what he is. Yeah, he's not some circus clown, you know. But we got with Keaton and and Burton. Um, that's that's still a good bat, uh, penguin too. Don't get me wrong. But this this guy, this portrayal is a is a, in my opinion, a hundred percent comic, um, authentic. You know. Mm. Um, same with Catwoman. I was really pleased um, with her performance. I 
I have, I really have nothing bad to say about the movie. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> same, uh, same, really. Uh, and that's the nerd. Not, her. not, not that it's bad if you have anything out there for any yeah, anybody yeah. listening or checking yeah. out or any even even any of you. Uh, it's great, man. It, you're not a lesser fan for having a. Okay, but that 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 was not for me. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that happens. This this movie was almost three hours long. You're probably going to get five minutes that don't work for you. Like I, you know, it, it yeah. happens. But can you well, really well, like get Zoe Kravitz, <laughs> Lisa no. Bonet Jr., and then say, "Oh, you're no, 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 you can't." <laughs> no. That's like I, like I told you the other day, John. I said when we watched the movie, it made me feel like I was being introduced to Batman for the first time. Mm. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That's a well, very good way of putting it. I mean, and, go go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and what a first Batman for some people to have, right? Oh, sure. No, sure. Like, I don't know. This was just my read on it, but when I left the theater, I kept even during the movie, I kept thinking back to Batman the animated series mm-hmm. and Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It just, it just reminded me because Gotham had an aesthetic that felt kind of similar in the same vein as the animated series you know it was i don't know it just it, it was bringing up all of those old like nostalgic feelings for for that that time period it just reminded me of that and it, it did feel like some of the first times you ever introduced this character because it has such yeah. a bold and unique look and, and that's some of the benefit of operating as if this is it like if we have one shot at batman for people this is it like i, I I think it was the smartest choice of them um, to go in just untethered to expectations of like, let's we we were on. We've got to do this movie. Let's do it great. And what happens happens. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Um, I I think the penguin was fine. Um, I you know he (laughs) served he served like he served a purpose in this movie. Like he wasn't very forward he wasn't very stellar because he didn't need to be it wasn't his role mm-hmm. in this story mm-hmm. he wasn't uh, the big bad yet. He, not yet yet exactly and um so uh supposedly supposedly there's a show maybe there's a sequel whatever we're going we're going to get there with him and i'll at least say i'm more excited about getting there with him mm-hmm. uh than i was initially um i will point out that matt reeves has gone on record saying he hired colin farrell just because he likes colin farrell that's fair. Not Best way to get a gig. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's when... how I get invited on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I know it, it works. It works. Um, and, and yeah, and that's not at all a devalue to his involvement because um, I, I, I highly encourage anybody to check it out, right? If you're like me and the penguins just kind of meh for you, hear Matt Reeves talk about it. Mm-hmm. He's a big nerd. Hearing him talk about Colin and talk about their vision for the character really changed my mind to where I can look at that much more as a, oh, okay, I want to be along for the ride. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and, and sometimes that's what it takes is making a making a reason for yourself to like something. Yeah. But just saying, and Colin Farrell is the penguin, that didn't get me no. uh, like mm-hmm. it did some people. His face yeah. during the car chase. That's immediately what one oh. the the best yeah. part about the penguin the is the the makeup effects that they did that he was able to act good. so well under all that makeup yeah. crazy good yeah four hours right yeah yeah it's like 
testament to how far we've come with prosthetics. In, oh, yeah. Intense. You can act around them now. Yeah. Uh, and and actually, it, they didn't even originally want prosthetics. Like, it, it was a part of the process after getting Colin on. But, like, Matt Reeves was very much just like, no, Colin is the penguin. Um, I kind of would have been intrigued by that one. I, I, I still think some effects would have been there. But uh, I, oh, I definitely sure. think we got more than originally was uh, mm -hmm. planned or intended. Um, but, uh, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, I, I, how they could get it so right, like, it, it's almost a Heath Ledger situation of, like, you did really good getting a really good Batman, right? I don't expect yep. you to get anyone good enough to rival them, but good luck. But, oh, yeah. like, yeah, like, I mean, they, they really lucked out that really good stuff with Zoe. And, There's and, just so much chemistry. It's yes i mean and that's yes. between the whole cast like all of the cast worked well together i loved the chemistry between battinson and zoe kravitz i loved loved the chemistry between battinson and jeffrey wright like the jeffrey. batman gordon yes. dynamic was so well. but what about the, the gordon voice hey, <laughs> again jeffrey wright's another one of those guys i will listen to him read the phone book like <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah like I, but Jeffrey Don't be short on the voices of this movie. <laughs> yeah. I watched the second season of Westworld for Jeffrey Wright. What, what's funny yeah. is like he played uh, Batman in an animated little short series that you yeah. can actually check out on HBO Max right now, mm -hmm. right? He did less of a voice for Batman than he did for <laughs> Jim Gordon. <laughs> I Here's the thing. I, I think it's cute. I, like... I can't be mad at it because it's so dang cute when they walk up on Penguin together and he's just like, what do you know about the?" And it's just like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's my thing, Gordon. Um, it's adorable. It's, it it's, it's, it's good stuff. Um, it's good, not bad. I, I love, yeah, that, that jail scene. Uh, like, <laughs> so much good stuff. They really did well. Like, at some point, we're going to not have anyone else that's that good at Gordon. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad we finally got Jeffrey Wright while we could. Um, yeah, because I think he was great. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Give him that, so he'll shut up about Mace Windu, yeah. please. I, I'm <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm poking, I'm poking the bear on that one, there, guys. You know what? Like, I was just talking to somebody about, um, about uh, Samuel L. Jackson being like the the black, the black guy. You know, in most movies, he's, he's the black guy, you know. Um, and then, you know, you got a black Jim Gordon or whatever. And I was like, and then you said that, and I'm like, okay, that'd have been interesting. It would be. I, I'm, give it 10 years, I think he'll make it happen. Yeah. Probably. Once yeah. he gets a little more gray. That, that interrogation would have been a little different. Like. Yeah. <laughs> right. It would have been a lot more <laughs> F-bombs. He oh, would oh, yeah. what you know? But there's nobody more masterful at it than Samuel L. Okay. Like, oh no. Oh like, yeah. Like there's certain people like uh you know not that we ha we ha we we host a, a friend group of angels and saints that never curse. But any if, if any of them did, I have someone that can say the b word like nobody's business. Um, yes. He 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 makes you and your mama feel insulted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's just certain people that are gifted at at that language. Um, <laughs> Sam is one of them. Um, I'll say too, uh, you know, speaking of chemistry with like uh, Zoe and Battinson specifically, like 
the the scene where they part ways really really did it for me like yes if, if i wasn't on and i was on uh by that point um it's that that really sold like wow the, these are very interconnected you know very um felt soulmates in a way um mm -hmm. however that uh you know, whatever direction that goes. But either way, these are two people very linked together emotionally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and man, and, and then just the long bike ride. And they're like, ah, oh. oh, man. Oh, that that was good. It, it was heartbreaking, but it was good. Um, and then also, I mean, we, we talked about Gordon, but we can't leave off uh, Alfred. We've kind of oh. alluded to him, but a, a very good outing, uh, a, a, a decent Alfred, I'll say. Yeah, and Alfred with a history that I want to know for sure. Right. Exactly. I want to know, know how he got those scars. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's this is this is SAS Alfred. Oh, this oh yeah. This SAS this is Pennyworth. Alfred. Yes. Oh yeah. Through and through, um, and I, I I think that Andy Circus is a good fit for that, especially for this kind. Um, he alludes to so much history with Bruce, and oh, and, yeah. and and even for himself that. I believe with Andy Serkis, like if you told me Michael Kine had like <laughs> been in the army or or something or killed a man, I wouldn't believe you. No, I really wouldn't. No. Maybe he um, killed someone with wit, but exactly. right, I, like. But this is the first time I've really definitely felt like, oh, this this Alfred could put on the bat suit like that one time, like yeah. you know that that really worked for me. Yeah, I mean, like the 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 scene in the hospital between Alfred and Bruce mm. um, murdered me. Because, like, Alfred is, he clearly knows he is not the parent that Bruce needed, but he's the parent that Bruce got. And he knows that he, even though he did his best, he still came up short. And it, it made me think of conversations I've had with my own parents. Being young, they really didn't know what to do with me. I was, I was, I was a handful, we'll say. And the conversations we have as I got older was like, you know, we did the best we could. And that's very much Alfred with this very highly intelligent, highly troubled, highly motivated kid. Mm -hmm. You know, that scene, it's just, it killed me. It killed me. That was probably the heaviest moment of the movie for me. Well, and, and it alludes to even Alfred's not perfect. Exactly. You know, and, and I think that's a beautiful thing about this universe uh, yeah, with Batman is no one is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's the best and most grounded way you can take it. You know, screw the r realistic technology and all this other stuff. Like, give me characters that are genuinely human yes. mm -hmm. and I'm there, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, I, however he flies off the roof, I don't care. But you know, I, I care about genuine uh, relationships between characters for sure. You reminded me of a point that I was very excited about for this movie is that they do not shy away from gadgets. Oh. It's not just because it's a realistic Batman movie. There's still hecka gadgets. Like I, I love it. Oh I yeah, that adrenaline. But come on, it it feels like so unlike. Um, and it's it's such an interesting parallel, right? So unlike the Nolan verse, where this is Bruce Wayne throwing his money at technology to yeah. build the Batman, like we literally see it. This is just yeah. a kid working in his garage. Exactly. <laughs> like, like that's why this is the best, in my opinion, iteration of the Batsuit and oh, the man. Batmobile. 
I will agree. I'm gonna, so yeah. I'm gonna echo that because the the issue I've always had with bat suits mm-hmm. is the utility belt, right? Yeah. Because the stuff that these Batman movies will they'll pull off that belt. You're like, that's <laughs> hanging there, dude. No right. Way. So what I love what they did with this bat suit is the entire it's suit everywhere. The yeah. entire suit's the utility belt. Yeah. You know, his batarangs, his his uh, his grappling gun is in the gauntlet. He's got a batarang on his chest. He's got stuff everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. brilliantly done. Absolutely. And just a 10 out of 10 look too. Oh, like you, yes. you get a good allusion to multiple Batman uh, of past. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you get the armor of like the Snyder verse, you get the very low ears of like Adam West, right? You get all the blacking gadget of Burton and Schumacher and everything. Like mm-hmm. you get a little bit of everything yes. in there, but I will say the one thing I really, really liked um, that was just a little thing, but, it works so well in like the silhouette is the collar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really like the collar of his cape. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cause like, he's not a very beefy guy, especially in suit. Um, but the way Stop the suit so, sort of <laughs> helps allude to beefiness. Yeah. Uh, is kind of neat for me. Yeah. Also. That man can't be as swole as you justice. Come on. Well, think about this. The, it, it that that collar is for protection. That way he can turn his head. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. all the other Batman, they had to right they had to turn right. their body. So yeah. to the point that it became a joke in the Dark Knight, dude. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, it's, yep. it's yep. so funny to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, it lends to, like you said, such an incredible silhouette. Like they mm-hmm. they use that so well in quiet scenes. Like I, oh yeah. I love the way that he looks at people where it's just like a quarter turn one eye at them. That yeah. I was that is insanely good. I was re- I was going to save that but like and you kind you guys kind of brought up the whole, you know, he acts through the eyes thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um easily in my top 10 moments are anytime he stops and looks at someone. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a scene where he first uh you know lays eyes on the kid, the son yes. of the, the mayor. Uh, when he first walks into even just the um, crime scene room, when he's looking around at the other cops in the situation, uh, like there's so many times where like the the movie slows down, the sound kind of fades, and it's just him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is the most Bruce Wayne we see in Batman. If that makes like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's him stepping out of the the persona a little bit and just being being him like being observant and and kind of taking in everything um that's not a fully formed thought that's just like i i just i really enjoyed those those slow moments with uh him and but his it makes, eyes it makes sense right like because anytime bruce wayne has an interaction with somebody he's super awkward he does not know how to handle people mm. and it makes sense that as batman he also does not know how to handle people so he yeah. just side eyes people and makes them very uncomfortable yeah. you know <laughs> And and I well and I think that's what it is for me is like it's the first it, it it's when it feels like you've got his full attention, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's those specific scenes where it's like all of his attention is at that moment. Right. Uh, even Bruce at the funeral, uh, with the Riddler on the the um, upper level and with the kid, there there's that same look. It's just that he's not in the suit. Yeah. Um, but that's the moment he's fully present because at any other given point he's just not there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love for them to do it. I'm sorry. You're good. You should be. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. 
before the funeral where he's hyper focused on Carmine Falcone mm-hmm, walking right. up the steps, doesn't even notice that he's. Oh yeah, just walks by the pa- posse like you can yeah. just do that. Well, like I, I have with all of my superhero theories, this one in particular is hella neurodivergent. Oh, you cannot I, tell me. I, I do things. think they play it that way. Absolutely, I do. Oh, yeah. Is specifically, that's not my decision to make, but. You cannot tell me that Batman is not neurodivergent. You, you definitely, I mean, like... I'll, bu- hey, I'll bite. I'll bite. Hey, Christian Bale's Bruce do. said it best, right? You have to be a special kind of guy to dress up as a bat. Like, exactly. Yeah. Is there not, also, is there not a more American psycho scene in Batman than that dinner table scene yeah. with him and, like, Harvey Dent? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the lines between Patrick Bateman and Bruce Wayne are really blurred. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, Justice... You were gonna say? Do you remember? I did until you literally just said. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about neurodivergent? Look at this crew. (laughs) No, that's what it was. It It was the eyes. You were talking about the eyes, and uh, I would love to. I I was going. I'm just be throwing in stuff. I'm not like you know this like you know expert on everything Batman. Um, probably kind of am, but um, (laughs) there was more than me, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> no, but that is, I just love talking about it. But there, I would love to have a, somebody do a compilation of just the eye scenes. Because there was a lot, I'm thinking about it in my head. Throughout that entire movie, there was a lot of just him looking at people. Like when yeah. the guy stopped him, when he was walking into, um, was it the crime scene? Was it the police station? Yeah. It was the crime scene. Everybody, cops only, cops only. Actually, like, gave that guy. <laughs> he was like, this man walked up all these stairs, and you're really going to try and tell him no now? Yes, all of these officers, nobody stopped this dude except for you. Commission, G- Commissioner Gordon, I don't know if you know, but there's a bat following you. Uh, you know? <laughs> Bruh. I, I kind of like that he walks everywhere. Right. I kind of dig that. Like, yeah. you know, he the, the, the Nolan trilogy made a lot about Batman the Ninja. Yeah. Like, this guy just walks into the iceberg lounge and starts beating people. Oh. Like, oh, do you know man. who I am? Exactly. I love to walk up to the door. I, I, I love, I love those two scenes. I, yeah. Right. I love the first one with Batman, obviously because it's just hilarious. Yes. Um, uh, the second best, like Batman in a club scene, because mm-hmm. um, the Dark Knight uh, does it mm-hmm. very well, where you just kind of see him in the neon lights in the background slowly working his way up to the gangster um but i love the whole i'm just gonna charge in i'm gonna get as deep as i can as fast as i can uh but then to play it back to reprise that right with bruce and just the very defeated you know you know who i am uh and it it's funny how I, I think he clearly realizes right bruce wayne can open doors batman can't sometimes i was just thinking that yeah i was just thinking that him understanding uh, his his own duality. Yeah. Because yeah. he knew I, after the funeral that, you know, Falcone will talk to him. We'll talk yeah. to Bruce. Right. And, and that's the thing. Like, it, it helped put together pieces he already had mm-hmm. of there was something there. Mm-hmm. I just I just thought too highly of my father. Like, I mean, he literally makes a joke of it. He It means he took the Hippocratic Oath. That's why he saved your life. Yeah, you know, it's not until later, dun dun, the light goes off. Oh, m- wait, nobody does no- <laughs> oh, something for nothing in Gotham. Yeah, yep. uh, I, not even. I love that scene between Bruce and Falcone. 
It's oh, yeah. so like, especially because the the way John Totoro played that is because yeah. he he had seen mobsters growing up. Like he had seen how yeah. they interact with people and how they kind of they they find a way to just get you under their wing. You know what I mean? Right. And well, it's it, so it, masterfully done. It's constantly oh, yeah. molding to your situation, right? Because you're constant. Yeah. You, like you're always, even if you're on top, like he is, you're you're always teetering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just working to keep that balance. Um. And yeah, big shout out to John Saturo for for that. I uh, I honestly forgot he was in it till he showed up. And <laughs> I, I mean, just genuinely, I guess I was just so caught up with everybody else in the cast. Yeah. But he quickly took it. Uh, uh, and took it hard with uh, a lot of that latter half and the climax mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, I think he his part even got felt bigger than some of the you know the other actual people like Penguin and Catwoman, like that. Those yeah last we, we, things were like big. It, oh, yeah. it, it's a choice with just your generic gangster character, typically, right? Like uh, they yeah. definitely gave Falcone a bigger presence in the the grand scheme of this Gotham and everything for sure. Right. Um, well, to kind of pull ourselves into our own climax and, and wrap up here soon, um, I wanted to go around. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of things. See, it's not it's not inappropriate to you giggle like that, Kev. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then you make it inappropriate for everybody else. I'm just uh, it's what I do best. Okay. Right. Right. The, the best part is there's somebody listening that's just like, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> and then there's somebody listening is like, uh, I you was thinking it, but you said it. <laughs> it's true. Um, I wanted to, uh, we've talked about a lot, uh, and maybe we've already talked about some of it, uh, for each of you, but I wanted to take a chance to see, uh, out of a 10 out of 10 kind of film, uh, what maybe top three moments, uh, stood out to each of you. And I expect some overlap for sure and some, like I said, that we've already discussed. But mm-hmm. um, starting with the Boop Boy Wonder and we'll work around the table. But uh, yeah, Good you got, you got top three? I do have a top three. And it, I'm going to go in reverse. Okay. That's a fun way to do it. Uh, number three, definitely uh, the pool table scene with Bruce kind of coming to terms with what his father did between you know, him and Falcone. Mm-hmm. Excellent dialogue, excellent acting, just beautiful, wonderful, loved it. Mm. Um, did a lot of work for his motivation through the rest of the movie. Absolutely. Uh, number two is the car chase. I'm not, I'm not an action movie person. I don't like a lot of action scenes or car chases in movies, but I have never seen a car chase like that. In my life mm. and felt like, okay, that's what I've been missing my entire life. Okay, this right. is what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be, you know, just a car here and a car there running down an empty street. It's supposed to be like damage being dealt mm. every single step of the way. And that ending scene of the car chase where he's upside down mm-hmm. and then the slow walk towards him. Mm. Which someone pointed out, there's a reason he wa- he walks slowly. It's because he's recording everything so that he can go back and watch it later. That didn't occur to me until I saw it on Twitter. Like, that's a really good point. Thank yeah. you. Isn't yeah, it? that is a good point. Like, that I got... didn't think about that till you said it. I'm short circuiting right now. So. Yeah, like <laughs> Kevin. Wow. <laughs> I wish I could remember the person that put it on Twitter. Like, I because that is 
a revelation for the entire movie. Yeah, that's good. That yeah. that that uh, before your number one, like yeah. that that uh, scene where he's got Selena using those and going around, like that tension in that is oh, oh so good. That entire club scene. Oh yeah. Um, but my number one scene is, like I've already said, the moment between uh, Batman and Edward Nashton. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't Enigma. <laughs> that would have been yet, a little too on the nose. A little bit, yet. But so it's specific, like the specific uh, jail scene. Yes, that one. Um, from the very moment that the screen goes up and he's just like, "Look at you." Which was all of us. <laughs> I, I, I yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, they, that was such excellent acting altogether on both sides. Mm. Like, uh, especially the line of, "You're not as smart as I thought you were." Never meet your hero, kids. Exactly. Yeah. Never meet your hero. And just Paul Dano being freaking insane. Like, if if you enjoyed his craziness as the Riddler, go back and watch um, the Denny Villanueva movie, Prisoners. Because he's crazy in that as well. Nice. And he does very good. Um, On the list. Oh, good for him. 100%. But yeah, that, those were my two. And that was what kind of set off the noticing of the quarter turn staring. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's my top three things. What about like you, Kev? So I'd say number three, <laughs> good segue, uh, right? My my top three, three would be the uh, the third act, like the final scene, you know, with mm -hmm. the the fighting the Riddler's Riddler's henchman, and I and I only say that's number three because when by the time you get to that point in the movie, I didn't realize like oh this it's the this is the climax, got it? Because mm -hmm. like it it doesn't follow the prototypical comic book formula. It's a thriller, so. Yeah. By the time you get to that point, it really caught me off guard. I was like, "Whoa, we're here, we're here." Okay. Um, two, the hospital scene between Alfred and Bruce, for reasons I've already specified. Um, number one, the opening of the film, everything from the narration to the use of every shadow being mm. a question of like, what's down there, mm. like. And then, you know, finally the, the, the skull gang actually looking down a shadow and, oh, you're boned. Right. This yeah. shadow chose you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love the use of that because, again, it, 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 this, this Batman feels very tactile and less ninja, more um, using the elements around him in a way. And, and I just I love the use of just walking out of the shadows. That's just really cool. So, yeah, there's my top three. Good stuff. Charlie. What? What? Y'all are trying to put me out of the MC it's job true. and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say it's parallel with the first time we see the Riddler walking yeah. out of the Like that's that's an excellent scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's Charlie? good. Yeah. My, my my turn. And yep. he can he go now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right, so it's all just so, so I think I think uh, number three for me, um well, it's probably gonna be. It's at the end of the movie when, when you know, the, lifting the little boy up and him, him looking, you know, mm. in the light, you know. Um, two is the, the chase scene. Oh yeah, 
and when he's out slow walking and and I I've wanted to be like um Will Ferrell and the Elf. <laughs> I was it was so it made me so excited. I wanted to stand up and scream, "It's Batman!" It's so yeah that that and then number one is in the beginning when the Riddler is standing behind the mayor, yes. and you don't know it until he moves, and you're like, "Oh God!" Mm. Mm. I mean it it was it, it was quite the terrifying. It was yeah. terrifying. It's a horror movie scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he's just standing there looking straight ahead while he walked back and forth. And you're like, oh, God. I mean, it's su- yeah. such an allegory for his presence in the film. Always, always watching. Always oh, yeah. watching. Yeah. Matt Reeves yeah. knows how to mess with tension. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. For sure. So. Good stuff. Uh, Justice? Justice? Oh. <laughs> if y'all don't stop. <laughs> I only have so many joys in life, and one of them is telling people when to say things. Apparently, so we love you, John. That's why we're picking on you, my friend. We love you. Just to say things. Uh, all right. Oh uh, my, my three top things. Um, and man, I'm gonna try to. Some of these, well, one of these might tie, uh, or two of these might tie. But um, the detective stuff, I can't say it enough. Uh, the detective stuff was the biggest thing for me because that is the thing that I wanted to see for the longest time. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I you know I grew up with you know reading the Batman comics and all of the titles that he had; those were the things that I looked for, mm. and I feel like that was the one that was never portrayed to my liking in any of the movies. I mean, I, I know that uh, in uh, the one with Val Kilmer, uh, they were you know, the, the Riddler and stuff like that, and he would figure out the Riddler and stuff like that, but not to this extent. You know, even with him him just walking on the crime scene, the first thing he pointing out, you know, like, hey, you know, over here, there's this thumb, blah, 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 all this other stuff, thumb, you know, thumb dry. You know, <laughs> so I was like, yo, that's that right there. That is what I want to see. I was super, super, super stoked for that. Um, so that is... That is a thing for me. Um, the Easter eggs in this movie were like, it's a lot of little things. Like, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the guy that played in Titans, if you watch Titans. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Jay, yeah. like like her girl, I think his name is. He played um, Robin or, or uh, he won't say Jason Todd. Uh, Tim Drake. Tim Drake, yes, yes. Uh, he played him. He was in the, you know, the beginning of the movie, um, and then you got little things all the way around there. Um, uh, you know, those little pays of homage to like Hush uh, um, and Batman Year One and stuff like that were all through the movie. Even the reporter, I'll tell you about that in the movie. That the reporter's name was Thomas Elliot mm-hmm. in the in this movie. His character's mm-hmm. name is Thomas Elliot. Um, I did not find out if he was the same reporter from, or the same person that played this, the reporter from uh, uh, the other Batman, but that Thomas Elliot was in Hush. That name was in Hush. Mm-hmm. Um, when, and it, a different person in comic book than it was in like the animated movie, but that was in there. And I was like, yo, yo, it's crazy. But so many things I'm just seeing in the movie, I was crazy. Um, and then maybe a tie between the 
building jump scenes and seeing him seeing him that was that batman year one type stuff where you like okay he like i'm scared mm-hmm. like this is high, <laughs> like, <laughs> this is high. <laughs> like, you know because you never see that type of thing so you, right. at some point i'm like he had to been like yo this is high i gotta jump off this thing <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> ain't nowhere else to go i'm here now that, so, that, that rough landing with the bus too oh, man oh, like oh, oh. I don't think that we were supposed Man. to laugh, but like we laughed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I, I want to say a tie between that because uh, that was so epic to me and the interrogation scene. Um, mm. There's so many things in the interrogation scene. Like, I don't want to point all of them out, but um, the him not knowing if he was going to point out who he really was, um, the change between that and when he find find out that okay he don't know who I really am and how his whole confidence went through the roof that was hilarious. To me. <laughs> was like, oh, he right. don't know who I am. I can talk. You're nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yo, but that's the thing that that also that that was big for me because um that kind of shed light on again his intelligence and him knowing understanding how um psychology works and stuff like that. He was like, this is I'm going to break this man. And he called him every bad thing in the book. They're like, you know, you, you know, you suck at life, basically. Um, and that changed the Riddler's whole, you know, way of thinking and stuff like that. And it, now he's going crazy. So blah, blah, blah. But that was, oh, there were so many things in that scene that I felt like. like so. Absolutely. Yeah. That's my way it, to get four. I, you, you, you managed to work. Overachiever. It's a good rival for the, pet. the Joker scene in Dark Knight for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, this this is my the MC's pet. This is the MC's pet. <laughs> uh, Piglet has Batman opinions too, but we're not gonna uh, give her the mic. Um, <laughs> I will say my thought process was literally just the first three things that uh, I could think of because I just believed in myself that if these three things come up, then clearly they've stuck with me. Um, and I do sense a trend uh, that I just really like watching this Batman walk. <laughs> um, because... Those were made for walking. Oh, uh, so my, my first one, uh, or my third one, however you want to measure it, uh, is the hallway scene. Mm. Just before confronting um, Selena and Falcone right Mm -hmm. uh elevator dings opens up and he just comes through pitch black only lit by the the firing of shells like that was beautiful uh, from from just a scene standpoint and the technicality that went into making that happen amazing Mm -hmm. but the execution is so well the sound design um that is one of a few scenes that really make this batman feel heavy and I mean, you know, like it in how he impacts uh, the villains and everything like it's intense. I really love it. Yes. Um, rivals Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One, I think. Yeah. Um, yes. Then uh, my number two is the intro. Um, you know, when like you said that the even the audience is all right. What, what bad guy is he going to stop? Where What corner is he going to jump out of? Right. But that just slow, steady walk of his with the heavy boot fall and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that first real look at Batman. Mm-hmm. And instantly, who are you? And just getting his face wailed on. Like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and there's a lot more in that scene, obviously, like the spectator, oh, the civilian being like, hey, don't don't hurt me. I'm not, you know, like, right. Um, it's it definitely comes from a more intense place, but uh, it's just hard not to love it. And then uh, the car chase is definitely my number one. And that one, although I didn't put a lot of thought into this list, I know that one's my number one, even if I had thought about it, because, mm -hmm. uh, oh, my gosh, I did not expect it to be so good in oh, execution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one of the sexiest Batmobiles since 1989. I love um, how it sounds. Uh, it, oh, no. it, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, just the the intensity of every, like Gotham nightlife is going on while these guys are just trying to chase each other down and everything. Um, the fact that all of that is practical, um, mm -hmm. the amount of like mounted camera use that they uh, very wisely use mm -hmm. um, to get the, the penguin uh, you know, responding to that that vehicle mm -hmm. coming through the flames and everything. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, the fact that Matt Reeves specifically cites Christine as inspiration makes perfect <laughs> sense. Yep. Um, and then again, it exactly. ends with my favorite thing about this movie, apparently, it, the long walk, walk uh, <laughs> by Batman. And uh, a peekaboo. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, capped off by a peekaboo. Um, yeah, I just love it. And I, I was a little skeptical at first of especially the Batmobile, but they made it work mm -hmm. so yeah. well. Yeah, that was. One I got chills when it cranked when it when it when it cranked uh, up. You know? Oh yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I was afraid mm -hmm. that they showed too much of the trailer. This well, this I, I'm gonna keep my mouth perfect. shut, but we 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 ain't gonna go where I wanted to go. With they that. they had a, they had a lot more to show for sure. Um, last thing I'll ask before we uh, wrap up: Did this change anybody's bat rankings? Did this move anybody down in the list? Did it, this become a number one for anybody? Or it, you know, it, where are we at? It it changed for me. Oh, it it. <sighs> mm, it knocked Keaton down. Ooh! Wow! <laughs> justice with the, justice with the big look. <laughs> Man, it, it 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 knocked Keaton down to second place. For me. Mm. Keaton can redeem himself. I was gonna say we get we're we're the, getting some more Keaton girl. here soon. Right. Yeah, but like I told you earlier, and you and I talked about it. This it made me feel like I was seeing Batman for the first time, mm. and yeah. I haven't felt that way. I haven't felt that way about any other Batman, period, other than Keaton. Because mm -hmm. that was the first one I ever saw. Yeah. Right. Yep. I mean, apart from Adam West, you know, I, I don't consider him to be. He yeah. wasn't in the movie. He wasn't in the movies. He was. A, he was a TV show. There's a difference. Um, he was a very specific generation's right. Batman. Right. Yeah. The Bright sure. Knight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, so yes, it. I, Robert. Batterson is now my favorite. <laughs> I am Team Edward. Oh gosh, <laughs> let's not bring that back. Let's not go that far. All right, just as clearly, you have some opinions. So, man, I, I don't. I mean, I have some opinions, but I don't. I don't, I don't even know if I can say what's my favorite. I mean, again, you got the Bruce Wayne, you got the Batman thing. Um, Bruce, uh, man, Michael Keaton is still gonna be my favorite looking. Batman. Now that's Michael Keaton. That's him, him himself. Again, the eyebrows, man. I mean, it's mm -hmm. the thing. So, 
Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, I'm gonna go ahead and jump on the train. <laughs> yeah, Robert Pattinson, man, let's do it. Um, he he does his Bruce Wayne does not look like what I would like him to look like. Okay. Let me say that. Um, he didn't have an so, emo phase. So. He he had the emo body. Mm. When they when they had the shirtless scene, I was disappointed. Okay. I was upset. Okay. Someone <laughs> someone told me he has goth boy strength. I told you that, and I stand by that statement because goth boy strength is an entirely different kind of strength from anything else. You've right? Oh, been... you can't move that that wreckage. Let me let me in there. Let me exactly. at it. Hair flip, MCR in the background. Like, let's go. When you need to play somebody at a Circle Jerks concert, like you go for the goth boy. That's where you go because they're scrappy. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Um, well, no, no, the, the skinny ones in a mosh pit will mess you up more than the bigger ones. I'll tell you that because they're faster. You can't even see those hits coming. Exactly. Um, there's just a pale light, and then next thing I knew, I was yeah, out. pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> the only hope you have is to just pick them up and carry them out of there, right? Um, yeah, it's usually how it goes, right? If, if you yeah. can get to a piano, play the first few notes of uh, Black Parade, that might get you out of yeah, it. That, but you never know, them. it'll distract them. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. So, like, I don't, I don't necessarily rank films in the, in the traditional sense. It's it's more like it's more like how much am I look looking forward to a rewatch, right? So there are definitely Batman films that fit that mold, like um, The Dark Knight Rises. I usually can't wait to watch that again. Um, Batman v Superman's up there, Mask of the Phantasm. So this film is definitely high up in that scale in which that like when it comes time to rewatch it there's going to be a, a a palpable sense of like yeah let's go you know yeah so that's that's kind of the thing it's it's like any other film it's like i mean i i, I like a whole lot of stuff but there's some stuff that when it comes time to rewatch that i'm like yeah let's go yeah you know? <laughs> so the batman definitely ranks up there like i cannot wait to dig into this one again oh yeah yep. Hey, uh, a little over a month on HBO Max. It'll it'll be back in your your living room. The nineteenth. So. Oh yeah. Forward to it. Um, um, what what about you? I don't think you've shared yet how you feel. Like Kev, I don't rank movies just out of need for mental health. Um, <laughs> but man, I love I love emo Batman so much. <laughs> <laughs> I I am an appreciator of the Goth Boy. And um, I, he did not dethrone Michael Keaton as my favorite Batman. Because, like Charlie said, you never forget your first. Like, that was my first Batman. And he will always be Batman in my mind. Mm -hmm. However, he was my favorite Bruce Wayne. I, I love to see sad boy, angry Bruce Wayne. Okay. And I think this is the first time that's really been explored. Like, he wasn't a playboy. He wasn't a genuine rich guy. A 14-carat gold. Wasn't a smooth talker, yeah. Yeah, like not and not just, like, flashbacks to the scene. Exactly. But, like, genuinely not okay. He was traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about Pattinson's Bruce Wayne. And I think he does that so freaking well. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He's up there. I'll give that. I'll give you that. Um, uh, I... I do and don't rank in this situation. I I do because I do feel like 
um, especially after this journey right through uh, watching the live action Bat films, um, the solo ones at least. And I know Snyder's uh, Batfleck has been mentioned, but um, as far as Batman movies, you know, going through this journey has been really interesting. Um, I've, I've shared, I think, on, on the podcast before and, and certainly with a few of you, like, um, this is the season, 2022 is the year apparently where my opinions change. Um, hmm. You know, I revisited the X-Men movies, I revisited the Fantastic Four movies, and I have a lot of opinions that uh, will likely end up on a microphone at some point. Yes, um, but they've definitely changed. And that's right. weird. Um, and Batman is no different, apparently. And so for me, Battenson right now uh, does kind of sit at my number one. Um, <laughs> I love you, Justice. <laughs> uh, yeah, disrespectful. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> so for me, it's it's a lot of number one. It's more time with Batman and Bruce. Mm -hmm. it, it, you know, however you want to identify them or separate them. Like this time, this this time around, they really make this a a personal story and yet also a hero story. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think it's everything down from the technical level of how they built this Batman, the the world in which he is, and also just how Pattinson uh, brings him to life. Um, I don't think this is... So what I'll say is the reason I liked Keaton's Batman is because of Keaton. Mm -hmm. Hands down. Same. He, he made that. Same. In this situation... <laughs> It, it's a it's a lot of Battinson and his choices as an actor, but it's also a lot of other stuff. It, it's mm -hmm. a lot of there's there's more than just him involved in making this Batman for me, mm -hmm. um, and and that again just makes it. Whereas everything was on Keaton's shoulders mm -hmm. before, this isn't on one actor to bring to life. It's as much Matt Reeves as it is the costume designers as it is the the composer as well. A very excellent theme yeah. for this Batman. Um, yep. And so it's just a lot in his favor for sure. Um, similarly, I really, really like Bale. Um, yeah. I had always very much held it at, all right, that's a very grounded, very realistic. Um, but the personal journey that he goes on, I really, really enjoy it. Even if it's just talking about Batman Begins. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect that to, upon rewatch, become my favorite Nolan Batman film, but it is. And that alone makes him kind of my second. And that puts Keaton at three for me. Um, so, like, my whole top three <laughs> completely changed. Yeah. Um, and I didn't see it coming, but it, it kind of happened. And, and it doesn't... Keaton's as good as he is. It's just that the storytelling, the characterization, and... Um, you hate fun. the level of work from the actors involved it, it's a little bit more now than it was in 1989 yeah mm -hmm. it, yeah it, it is you know I mean it's it's again it's the seriousness of the material right like I mean like you said earlier Matt Reeves is he's one of us man he's a nerd yeah. and you know you, you give someone who's a nerd and you're like hey you get to make a Batman movie right like uh, yeah imagine yeah. imagine how how in depth you would get with it, you know, how granular you would get with it because you have such reverence for the material and you just want to make the best Batman story, you know, and we're all benefiting. Mm -hmm. exactly. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, very similarly, it's a situation with like the last Jedi where mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's been someone uh, that's gotten star Wars quite like George Lucas until Ryan Johnson. 
And I mean in the context of film. Dave Filoni is fantastic. Uh, you know, The Clone Wars is great. The Mandalorian. Yeah. All of that's well and good. But as far as film goes, Ryan Johnson is the best nerd to ever helm Star Wars so far. I get, I'm, I'm right there with you. And, and it's, it's that same situation of like, he has the benefit of years of retrospect. He has a lot more money. Uh, he's gotten time to think of this since the schoolyard. Like, that's going to add something. So Empire Strikes mm -hmm. Back is still very, very special to me, but it doesn't hold a candle emotionally to The Last Jedi. So it, it's the same thing of, like, 89 is still an excellent and amazing film. Batman Returns is arguably the, the better of the two Burton-Helmed mm -hmm. films. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, but uh, by comparison of what you know, almost forty years of of work uh, has gone into this current film, uh, it's 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 really hard to compare uh, and not get lost in the nostalgia for sure. Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll say now uh, it's been a good run, guys. We've had a great show so far. Uh, we are now canceled. <laughs> uh, I regret to inform you. <laughs> right. <laughs> putting we've gotten two people three. to say mm -hmm. that uh keaton's not the best batman so the apocalypse is upon us oh. uh but no seriously like the, the flash is coming um already seen glimpses of him in an uh, slightly updated but still very 89 suit like yeah oh my gosh that's yeah. gonna be the best part of the flash for sure yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and and that's the thing i the 40 years of advancement is going to benefit him too next year when that film comes out because even though he's still going to be Keaton's Batman, there's going to be new layers added on because, sure. you know, that's just how time works. He's going to um, get more stuff to chew on, more yes. substantive stuff to chew on. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think whoever your favorite Batman is, is, is perfectly valid if it's personally important to you. Um, you know, don't get lost in the sauce on rankings and whatnot. But um, definitely if you haven't, give yourself the the mental gymnastics of trying to figure out your favorites uh, and why, because if anything, it tells you a lot about yourself, which Batman true. you prefer. Yep. Too true. Say. Yeah. Um, well, I've got some stuff to unpack then. <laughs> exactly. <We> all, <laughs> so go to therapy, right? Exactly. I definitely um, need to go to therapy. It, therapy Everybody is good does. for everyone. Yes. I, I highly recommend it. This for is everyone. my therapy. It, we are it, not licensed. Uh, <laughs> But agree. I will take um, your money, though. The, that is the, true. This has been uh, wonderful, unprofessional therapy. Um, yep. and, and no less thanks to you guys, uh, each of you, man, uh, for every uh, time you've shown up on the show, and especially this one, it's been, it's been fantastic. So thank you for your time. And of course, uh, for our listeners, this won't be the last time you hear any of these voices or see any of these faces. Uh, we love these people, and we will have them on. Because much like us, they love many of things they might not like it as much as batman but they do like other things and um as as far as their standards are low we'll take advantage of it and have them on the show uh Duncan, hey look talent <laughs> um it, yeah and so uh listeners watchers uh however you find yourself consuming this podcast if you liked it uh be sure to like it or rate it wherever it is that goes a long way um and it just makes me feel good uh yeah. if you really liked it consider sharing it um get it get it in the ear holes of other people um with or without their consent or the heart holes respectfully of course yes 
if you can get the Nerd Herder podcast into the cockles of their heart, that would be fantastic. I'm pretty sure you have a rumor <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> um, again, a reminder, we are off next week. Uh, it's going to feel weird for us, too. This has been uh, so much fun the last few months. Uh, something great to look forward to every Friday. Uh, but we are taking a break due to some other in-real-life stuff that's going to pull us away, but we'll be yeah. back hot and ready to talk about some Star Wars special editions excuses, excuses. on April 1st. It's, it's not sure. a joke, folks. We're, we, we are special edition lovers. We are, um, we are apologists and enjoyers uh, you know, special editions. George made some questionable choices, but adding those CGI womp rats was not one of them. And so um, we're going to be... Uh, rounding out a, a great guest list uh, at April 1st uh, to talk about what we love about the special editions and why we would hope you love them as well. Uh, thanks to our patrons and our uh, all of their faithful support, and thank you to our lovely Bat guests. It has been real, but for now, uh, we will be putting Bat <laughs> chat to a rest, um, at least until we get a sequel to this, another Bat film. Who knows? Uh, but for now, the bat chat goes into the bat cave until Joseph Gordon Lovett, uh, aka uh, Blake, Robin Blake, uh, shows up to unearth it, uh, wear it, and do something with it. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting. I would love in the Flash multiverse if we get a nod to Joseph Gordon Lovett's Batman because Batman Beyond. Man, oh, it should have been. It should have been. In another world, we got Batman Beyond with Joseph Gordon Lovett. Would have been great. Uh, but for now, we've gotten what we've gotten. I think the Batman's great. If you haven't uh, checked out any of our other Bat Chat episodes, please do so. We might change your mind about Schumacher even. Um, but we had a great time with all these great people all along the way. Um, so without further ado, uh, on the count of three, everybody give us your best I Am Vengeance. One, two, three. I am vengeance. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee.